0: How does Theo Riddick change the Broncos' backfield dynamic? Should you be drafting Maurice Harris higher than you are? And what in the hell is the deal with Antonio Brown? Plus, former Pros vs. Joes and FFPC main event league winner Mike Nazarek from ffmastermind.com talks about his draft this season in the Pros vs. Joes and Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship Commissioner Daryl Elliott drops in for an interview as well. We've got a great show for you. Dave Gerzak is here. I'm Eric Balkman. Stick around your high stakes fantasy football hours starting now.
1: Everybody, if you've got what it takes, because I'm
2: KRS and I'm on the mic and premieres on the break. <laughs>
0: Hey, thanks a lot, Rob. Greetings and salutations to all of you balkaholics and Zach and addicts. Welcome to the latest episode of the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com. I am, of course, your slightly above average host, Eric Balkman, and my co-host is the patron saint of fantasy football, the dizzle Dave Gerzak. Coming up on this evening's show is grabbing a couple of top ten tight ends of viable strategy in the FFPC main event in the Football Guys Players Championship in your fantasy football drafts this year, plus the latest on Melvin Gordon and Mike Nazarek, the founder of the FFmastermind.com, raps about his 2019 pros versus Joe's draft, and we get the latest fantasy football updates from Kentucky with the KFFSC Commission, Farrell Elliott, and much, much more. David, it is an exciting time to be alive. What are we, two weeks from the first FFPC main event drafts? I believe that's correct, right? Two weeks from today?
2: Uh, yep, two weeks, Valky. It's very exciting. Two weeks
0: coming up. And and people are going to be squaring off for that half-million-dollar grand prize, and everybody slipping off their clothes into their swimsuits and jumping in that 3. Mil, $3.1 million prize pool. That's going to be exciting as well. I want to offer up a uh, special... Plug tonight, as I will be commissioning both the midnight and the 12.30 a.m. drafts in the Football Guys Players Championship. Plenty of time to jump in those. As I look at them right now, there are three spots left in that midnight. And if you want to jump in that 12.30, it is wide open. I think we're going to fill that as we are about, oh, two and a half hours from the start of that. Jump in that. It's going to be a fun time tonight. I promise you, no question. Uh, Shout out to the chat room right now. Feel free to post any questions you might have in there. If you want to connect with us on Twitter, uh, the show is at HSFF. Our I am at Eric Balkman. Dave is at David Gerzak. Uh, Mike is at FF Mastermind and Farrell is at KFFSC. You can post on our Facebook page, Facebook.com slash HSFLR. 347-426-3682. If you want to give us a call, that's 347-426-3682. HighstakesFantasyFootball at gmail.com is where to reach us if you have any questions for us. Now is the time to send them in. We'll try to get to all the chat room questions, all the tweets, all the emails in the fantasy feedback segment later on in the show. We would not be able to do that. If it wasn't for our producer and mutual friend Rob and our audio engineer and best friend Bryce, of course, uh, doing double duty as he's commissioned some drafts tonight as well uh dynasty startups forming at myffpc.com this upcoming week in fact starting tomorrow there's some dynasty startups you can jump into the uh best ball super flex and double ups always available All also at myffpc.com and if you want to jump in to that ffpc main event if you have not gotten a team into it yet there is still time jump in now pay your team off by august 13th that is this coming tuesday and you will find out where you're drafting by Thursday. That's right. This coming Thursday, you will find out where you want, or find out where you will be drafting in the FFPC main event as you chase a half million dollar grand prize. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's bring in tonight's first guest. He has thirty plus years fantasy experience and a longtime member of the Pro Football Writers of America. Other than directing one of the longest running fantasy football information sites since 1996, he's been a contributing author. Excuse me for many fantasy football magazines, including the Fantasy Football Pro Forecast, the Power Ranking System Fantasy Football Report, and Fantasy Football Draft Book 2, as well as a periodic columnist for SI.com's Fantasy Central feature. He is the CEO. He is the president of Fantasy Football Mastermind, Inc., which you can go to at ffmastermind.com. Please welcome back into the high-stakes fantasy football hour from ffmastermind.com, the head honcho, Mr. Mike Nazarek. Mike, welcome back into the show, dude.
3: Well, thank you for having me, guys, and I guess maybe this, you could say that this is becoming a bad
2: habit every early August, huh?
0: I would not say it's a bad habit. I would say it is a good habit
2: <laughs> to like get like exercise. Into. Yes.
0: This is something that we always look for. This is something we crave because every year we have you on this show, Mike, it means we are less than a month away from real football action. Can you taste it? Can you feel it? Is this All something right. is it something that you've already felt as you've resumed your podcast. You've resumed plenty of updates on your website as well. It's it's getting real, man. It's it's getting very real.
2: Oh yeah,
3: we're rolling right long. I, I I I can't even believe the games that happened last night. I mean, how long has it been since we've had real football? I mean it's it's just coursing through my veins. I just can't I, I can't wait for the real games to happen.
0: All right, so so elephant in the room right now, and we're going to ask Darrell Elliott about this when he comes on at, at the bottom of the hour, but I need to ask you this because it was late-breaking news that came across. Now, we knew Antonio Brown was reportedly dealing with frostbite on his feet. Now he says he is not playing football again until the NFL or the Raiders or whomever allows him to wear the helmet that he has <laughs> always been wearing for his entire career with Pittsburgh Uh, if he can wear it this season in Oakland. We know he's gone as far as to paint his old Steelers helmet, the Raiders' colors. The Raiders apparently saw right through that and will not allow that. But how do you handle this guy in drafts right now, Mike? Because Antonio Brown is incredibly polarizing. If you look at FFPC drafts over the last five days right now, Antonio Brown has an average ADP of the 212, but he slipped all the way to the 307. and I've seen him slip in drafts. Uh, like football guys and and everything like that. Further than that, where would you be taking him in drafts right now, Mike?
3: That's just a crazy situation. First of all, I don't believe that there's any chance that he's not going to play. I think they're going to get this ironed out one way or another, and if he has to change helmets and play with a helmet that uh, he doesn't care for or whatnot, he will. He will do that because he's not going to not play. I mean, it's, it's just not going to happen. Uh, that being said – Uh, my concern was because he was going over to Oakland and he's having to learn a new system, a new quarterback, you know, uh, Derek Carr is not big Ben, And, you know, for all the problems that they had personally, uh, they really clicked, uh, you know, on the football field. So, um, it's interesting because I had uh, several drafts while I was drafting early in the draft and it would come back around to me and I was finding myself the choices between Antonio Brown and say Mike Evans. And every single time I was taking Mike Evans or somebody else, Um, you know, maybe if if he slides even further, uh, you know, well into the third round, I might consider it. Uh, But my concern is not because he's so polarizing that he's going to play. But, you know, uh, the the thing is is that uh, I don't know what he's going to do as a Raider. I don't think he's going to put up quite the numbers that he had as a stealer. But it's certainly going to be interesting to see what happens here over the next couple of days because uh, the Raiders need to get him back on the practice field and start, you know, uh, practicing. I know he's got the the foot issue. They're saying that that's that's going to be cleared up well before the season starts, and I believe that that's going to happen too. But uh, it's going to be interesting to see how this is resolved and all. But uh, you know, I I wouldn't say I'm gun shy. I just think that there's plenty of other receivers, elite receivers, uh, almost no matter where you're drafting in in the in the uh, First in the second round, early third or whatnot to uh, to maybe avoid that little bit of a headache. Uh, I just I just don't see his stats going up. I see him going down a little bit.
0: Mike, let me ask you this: as, as you know, people listen to the show for the fresh real-time ADP, the mascot of the show at Two Packer chimes in tonight. He was in a best ball draft tonight, and Antonio Brown didn't go until the 405, so mid fourth round. Are you still locking him up, given that you believe that he is going to play this season? Is the mid fourth round the magic spot for you with Antonio Brown?
3: Wow, that's uh, that's that's crazy. Uh, I that that's probably is a value pick there in the fourth round. I mean, uh, I I I can't even get my my mind wrap around this because just uh, yesterday he was going at the start of the third round. So, a round and a half because of all this. This is crazy. Uh, you know, I I don't like him as a number one wide receiver, but if you if you've already got a one on your team, then uh, you know. Uh, Golly, I mean, you really have to take a look to see who else is available in your draft and all. But if there's only guys, you know, like, uh, like Alshon Jeffrey or Robert Woods or, you know, Brandon Cook, somebody like that, and I think I'm going to take Antonio Brown before that. I, you know, this is, this, is, this is what it is. You have to take a risk in order to win in these types of leagues, especially in the FFPC.
0: Yeah, and, and to Mike's point, I, I will tell everybody that the other receivers going in the fourth round, in addition to Brandon Cooks that and Robert Woods that he already mentioned, Julian Edelman, Kenny Galladay, Chris Godwin, all going in the mid-fourth round. Antonio Brown certainly, up, Dave, uh, represents the, the higher upside, the higher ceiling of all those guys.
2: Out of all those guys, which one of them is the whack job? Antonio Brown, no question, not close, close. <laughs> not
0: close. So are you avoiding him in the in the mid fourth round, given those yeah, other all choices? Yeah, altogether,
2: I'm not drafting him. Okay, he's off my board. Fair I do Not draft crazy people to play on my fantasy team.
0: Right, exactly. So if I was eligible in your fantasy draft, you would not be drafting me because I am yes, a. You're nut
2: you're, on my, you're on my uh, creepers I'm, list. I uh, the creepers <laughs> list. Okay, I that nice. Mike. All right, that's fine. I'm Mike. has the sleepers and creepers. So you're a creeper. That's
0: I like that. I'm definitely a creeper. <laughs> I am a pick to flick, no question as Mike would say, no, uh, absolutely. (laughs) Mike, let's get into, uh, let's get into your uh, pros versus Joe's draft here that you had drafted a, 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 week or, a week plus ago here right on the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour. And the first question I want to ask you is, the, did the David Johnson pick, Josh Hornsby at Fantasy ADHD, he took David Johnson at the 102? When you saw that, was that pretty happy, or did that make you pretty happy knowing that you have the possibility of getting Alvin Kamara at four? Or were you absolutely prepared to take Ezekiel Elliott there even with the holdout? Now, you ended up with Kamara, but would you have taken Elliott there knowing that he is holding out from Dallas?
3: Well, uh, first of all, I was a little bit stunned there to see that pick uh, happening at that time. Now, I like David Johnson this year, but I've got him outside the top four. And, of course, Zeke is in that top four, provided he plays. The issue here, of course, is that Cowboys are starting to play a little bit of hardball, but we still got plenty of time to, to get a deal done, and I think a deal will get done. However, uh, in that situation, when I said, oh, I don't have to worry about this. I'll just take Kamara because <laughs> he's, he's in my top three. So, uh, But what would I have done if, uh, let's say, that Kamara had gone and Zeke would have been staring me there at the face, probably would have taken either Dondra Hopkins or Travis Kelce. And that uh, would have totally led my draft in a whole, totally different direction. But, you know, I, I'm prepared for all that. Uh, since we've uh, been playing in uh, FFPC for a long time. And, you know, uh, it would have been interesting to see how the draft went, uh, you know, that way, but it didn't. Uh, it still might go that way for me, uh, you know, with you guys later, uh, you know, in September when we're drafting live at the table in the main event there at Planet Hollywood. But uh, for right now, I, I was very happy with Kamara.
2: Hey, uh, Mike, you know, a side question. What Did you get your draft picks? You guys had did two teams, one team? I, I, I didn't really look. Oh. I'm sorry. I've got three main event three main teams of,
3: this year, David. I'm going all in. Uh, he, yeah. you know, I, should
2: be che- I should be checking this out, buddy. I'm sorry. <laughs> what, did, what picks did you get? I didn't, I didn't look.
3: I got the two, the seven, and the eight. So I'm probably not oh, going to be okay. in a situation if things hold as they are right
2: now. Yeah, that's interesting, though. Oh, that's okay. true, so, two, yeah. Seven, eight. Interesting. It'll but, be, it'll, you know, seven and eight, though. I mean, we'll but, but, you know, by the time the main event happens, a lot more news will be, you know, stuff will be known, really. By,
0: by that. That, that is true. Mike, Mike, let me ask you this. It, knowing that you have the seven and eight in, in the uh, main event, you're going to be faced with um, some questions here and in the form of, what if Zach Ertz is out there? What if George Kittle is out there? What if Antonio Brown is out there? Would you consider any of those guys in the second round, or are you looking elsewhere?
2: Not Antonio Brown in the second round.
0: Well, you never know. Well, we what never if
2: know he's practicing if, by then? That's you know? At
3: that point, maybe. Right. I all I can say is that all the players are on the board. So, I mean, if you decide to go tight end first then you you, you just you have to modify your draft strategy and uh you know, go go in other positions at uh, other times and all. if You go running back first, then, you know, and then the top elite tight ends go, then you got to adjust that way too. So there's a whole bunch of different ways you can go. It's really almost too early to talk specifics about that because I think that the, the Elliott situation is probably going to be settled. Uh, I think there is going to be a deal there more worried about Melvin Gordon missing some time. Uh, obviously Antonio Brown situation will be re- resolved one way or another. I think he's going to play. So, uh, you know, there's, it's all ifs, ands or buts, uh, if if we obviously if the drafts are tomorrow then we'd have some really uh, big issues to discuss no that's
2: great um, by the way, that was a good political answer there. You could, you could have been for councilman over there in Vegas, buddy. Well,
0: not only that, but, but <laughs> that's good informative knowledge for anybody it was, drafting in
2: the main event. It was, good, it was good knowledge, but it, it, was, it, was, it, was, it wasn't a non-answer. Actually, it actually was a better answer than a politician because he actually did give some an
0: Listen, nazareth has been in the industry for three-plus
2: decades, <laughs> Dave. He knows what he's doing. So speaking of knowing what you're doing, 409, you say Kenny Galladay. Uh, He's been hyped up for a few years ago, and everyone tells us he's not a a WR1, especially two-packer. He keeps on saying that. (laughs) And uh, he says again he's not a WR1 this year, which he doesn't have to be at the 409. So it's a run-based team. Uh, What do you think about, you know, he's supposed to be the number one receiver for the Lions ahead of Marvin Jones now. What do you think about Galladay? Tell us uh, your thoughts on him. Well, I
3: really like him this year, and I got him as my two behind Keenan Allen there. Uh, Even that said, I think he could almost perform as a number one. It just depends on who's going to score more because I think both guys are going to catch a lot of passes. Now, Galladay, I don't think he's going to catch over 100 passes. But I forecast him over 80, and I think 1,100 yards is very reachable. Uh, you know, I, I think people are under undervaluing the, uh, the the Lions' offense there, despite what that happened last night. That none of the starters played. Stafford didn't play. You know, you got to remember Marvin Jones uh, was injured. They traded Golden Tate. Well, now they got Damian Damian Mandola and and Marvin Jones is healthy, and and of course Galladay, is a. I think he is a number one wide receiver talent. But uh, right now you you can get him in the fourth or fifth round in your draft. And I think after this season there's a very good chance that he will ascend and that we'll be talking about him in the second uh, or second round, possibly even late as the first round. Next year it just depends on how things go there, but I'm, I'm very high on him.
2: You know, Mike, I'm really glad we had you on the show. I was I was wondering what happened to Danny Amendola. Yeah, and now and we know. What team now about. we
0: know absolutely. <laughs> the uh, New New England West
2: is bringing him in <laughs> yeah. in, in Detroit. He'll play three games, fracture a clavicle, and be out for the year.
0: But in those three games, Dave.
2: Yeah, he'll you'll crush it. Three hundred
0: right. yards. No, like yeah. ten catches, 130 yards on the touchdown. No right? touchdown. No, every okay. So, <laughs> Stop ten, at
1: the
2: one.
0: so ten for 130, <laughs> no touchdowns, okay, exactly. and in all three games. We're talking with Mike Nazarek. You can follow him on Twitter at ffmastermind. Check out all of his work at uh, ffmastermind.com. Uh, certainly, great stuff from him. I want to go to the phone lines right now and uh, go to the 920, my hometown, and take this call from the 920. You are on the air with Dave Balky and FF Mastermind's Mike Nazarek. Who is this?
1: Hey guys,
3: great show! It's Shane from Oshkosh, Wisconsin. I love the show. Just got to tell you that, guys. Great job. Hey i got to tell you, I'm walking into my draft right now. I've got the third pick. I'm grabbing a sandwich out of the refrigerator. I want Saquon Barclay. He's not going to be there. Who should I take at three?
0: Shane, Shane and Oshkosh, thank you so much for the phone call. He's right. Saquon Barclay is not going to be there. <laughs> I actually there, like that. Is not going to be there at three, no question. Um, so, uh, Mike, let me ask you this. And I, I, I don't know how you, how you feel on this because you will have the second pick in the FFPC main event coming up. But if you are at three, let's say Barclay and McCaffrey are off the board. Who are you taking there? Is it Camaro is it over Elliott? Is it David Johnson? Has he gone far enough are off? You, are you going with the wild card and Travis Kelsey? What would you do with the number three pick this year?
3: It's a Kamara right now for me. I mean, if Zeke does sign and get in and and, uh, you know and signs enough time and joins the camp and or gets some action in the preseason, then it's a it's a close call between those two. Although I I still probably would like Kamara. It just depends. I mean, you know, it's it's between those two. I mean, I, I just I just don't see taking David Johnson before Alan Kamara in this situation.
0: All right, let's, get, uh, let's keep going with the running backs here, Mike, and, and talk a little bit about this Denver backfield. Now, uh, Philip Lindsey, uh, a guy that uh, you drafted at the 504 in, in your posters at Joe Jeff, he not only has Royce Freeman in the backfield to contend with in 2019, but now Theo Riddick as well. How do you see the Denver running back shake out with all three of those contributors this season?
3: Well, uh, of course, when we did the draft, uh, Riddick wasn't signed yet, and it was Devonta Booker who I did draft at the very end. Uh, you know, uh, kind of as a, in case something happens to Lindsey type thing, because it's going to be an RBBC, RBBC there, and I think it's going to be something like forty-five, fifty percent Lindsey, maybe thirty, thirty-five uh, percent. Freeman and maybe another 10% for either Booker or Riddick. Everyone's assuming that Riddick is going to be the guy that they're going to cut Booker, but Booker knows that system. He's very underrated. Riddick needs to prove himself. Yes, he's already had so many seasons of catching passes and such, but uh, this is the first time he's putting on a Denver Broncos uniform, and sometimes people they can't pick up the systems correctly, or or uh, you know uh, they they just don't mesh very well. So we'll see there. But uh, the thing about Lindsay is that good gosh, if you were watching him last year, there are so many amazing plays that he had. He is so fast, so so uh, so quick. Um, more like a. Uh, I'm a Barry Sanders-type player, whereas uh, uh, Royce Freeman is more, more, I wouldn't say a plotter, but more, uh, more of a standard back there. And I think that uh, maybe even less is more with Lindsay. In other words, I think he's going to do more with his touches, and that's going to lead to more touches. Uh, so I'm not really worried about that. Uh, you know, Obviously, I would have liked to get somebody a little bit better quality there, but the fact was is that I went tight end early there. And uh, so, uh, you know, in the fifth round, Lindsay was by far the best running back left on the board. But I'm happy with him there.
0: Yeah, what do you think, Dave, with, with uh, Riddick disrupting the backfield? Is it much of a disruption, or do you think that this is significant?
2: Uh, you know, I think Riddick will get his share of uh, catches, but I don't think he's going to be a major factor. Right. Uh, I I agree with uh, Mike that it's going to be a RB by, you know, running back by committee. I do think Lindsey is a nice value, though, in the 504. That's a, that's a really soft He seems catch. like it, yeah. He's a pretty dynamic, talented player, Um, and you've brought up a few times, Bucky, that the wrist injury, you know, it is just a risk, There was just a wrist injury. Even though it was supposedly bad where they – the blood flow was reduced and so forth, but he seems fine. I mean, he seems like Catching
0: passes good. right away in training camp. FFPC drafters are uh, taking him at the 408 right now. Sandwiched between a pair of tight ends, and as long as we're talking about tight ends, Dave, I think we have a question for Mike regarding the tight ends that he took in pros versus Joe's.
2: Well, gee, thanks, Eric. You're That's welcome. It's so
0: great. Well, oh, thank you. so terrible. It's like, is it scripted? It's not scripted, but now that, now that
2: you've commented on it, it seems like <laughs> it is scripted. God. This is one less radio award I can submit now that you blew it. I know. This was, this was going to be it. This was going to be the potty that we would have won. George Kittle, Austin Hooper, and go. Oh, um, hey, Mike, you uh, drafted two top 10 tight ends, and George Kittle in the second, and Austin Hooper in the sixth. Was that part of your strategy going in?
0: Great radio voice, too. I love that. Yes, of course, guys. It was my
3: strategy. Up. I played <laughs> so many years in the FFPC, and, and the premium tight end position is is uh, is so important. I I know you can win other ways, and you know I've done I've done well with drafting other strategies and such. Uh, I I I've drafted teams where uh, I couldn't get the, the tight end that I wanted early, and I end up drafting somebody real late, and then they can end up having a surprisingly good season. Uh, Jimmy Graham comes to mind. When he moved on over to Seattle initially, but. Uh, with this system, if you've got two top tight end, top ten tight ends, and they stay healthy and they produce, it opens up everything in terms of all the options because. Uh, course when you do this you're going to have a little bit weaker running backs or wide receivers depending on what you've got but you can plug in a tight end there and if you've got a guy that produces every every week and catches five six passes with a good chance of the score you're you're going to get a lot of points there i know last year uh was kind of an off year for myself in the contest because both my teams had delaney walker as our first tight end and of course he goes down in week one and uh you know we struggled we uh we, we still had a winning team we had one of the teams had a winning team then we had some other injuries and such on the other but uh, when you lose somebody like that right off the bat at that key position, it's really tough. So if you only take one and you wait and then you grab somebody as a flyer later and that one goes down, uh, you could be left with uh, not much, and it, it, it'll it really hurt, hurt your chances to win.
0: FF Mastermind. Mike Nazarek uh, joining us on the show tonight. Check out his work at FFMastermind.com. He's the founder of that website. You can follow him on Twitter at FFMastermind. Already has – uh, an FFPC pros versus Joe's league title and FFPC main event league titles under his belt. Let's talk a little bit about uh, Jordan Howard. I was on fantasy alarm with Howard Bender this past week, and we we're talking about this Eagles backfield. Mike, I want to get your uh, input on it. Obviously I have my opinion, but the eight Oh nine pick that you took in PBJ Jordan Howard. It's an interesting pick because the, the Miles Sanders is sort of rising up uh, draft boards right now. Now, is this enough? Is Miles Sanders doing enough in preseason right now? to knock Jordan Howard off the perch of fantasy relevance, or is there still something here with the fact that the Eagles traded for him and want to make him a significant part of their offense? How do you view Jordan Howard now with Miles Sanders kind of turning it up in the preseason?
3: This option B there, okay, because they did trade for him. Uh, Doug Peterson is the RBBC kind of guy. Even when uh, Jay was playing well, he was still not seeing all the action there. Ryan Matthews' colleague back in the day – The way he used them was very befuddling. But the bottom line here is that Jordan Howard – is a really good short yardage and goal line back, okay? He's a bull. Yes, he doesn't catch much, although they are throwing to him more and more in practice, and he said he's impressing them with that. So it's not just Miles Sanders that's actually starting to hit the field and show what he can do. Jordan Howard's impressing the team too. So I think this is probably going to be – it might even be close to a 50-50 share, but I think around the goal line, if you're inside the five-yard line, they're going to put Jordan Howard in the game, not Miles Sanders. Now, that's not saying Sanders is not going to get his touchdowns, he might end up you know, breaking off some 12, 15-yard touchdowns and such. But I think that there's going to be enough action there. This team is very dynamic in how they uh, score points offensively. Jordan Howard is going to see his. And as the number three running back, considering I, I got two, tight end, two top tight, end, uh, tight ends in the first six rounds, getting Jordan Howard in the eighth is not a bad take,
0: I think. No, I totally agree. David, you know, I know you're not the biggest Jordan Howard fan in the world, but in the eighth round of Pros versus Joes, you're trying to win the league. What do you think about that pick?
2: Sure, that can work. We had that bet that actually I bet Howard would outscore Miles Sanders, but that was before he was tearing up camp.
0: By the way, I just noticed uh, when I was looking at the – by the way, you can check out the website, com. We have our full list of the I Got Five on it bets there. Do you know we had a bet on a Tyreek Hill suspension this year?
2: Yeah, what was the bet? Did I have under eight? Uh,
0: It didn't matter because I won.
2: What? (laughs) No, I had less than that. I had more than eight? uh,
0: Yes, and you won the Kareem Hunt suspension. Because oh, because because I had higher than eight, you had less than eight.
2: See, once I heard the rumors that he was not, there was it was low. I was thinking, no, this that was weird. Really,
0: nice. We made a preemptive bet on
2: that. Oh, yeah, um, Mike, Mike, Mike. What did I? What am I? Well, doing well listen,
0: here? It, whatever happens, happens. Let's talk about a different receiver in the same conference, though.
2: Go ahead. Do <laughs> you want to ask? Mike, <laughs> you drafted Maurice Harris in the nineteenth round. <laughs> He's a wide receiver on the Patriots, that's so I've heard. But there's a lot of hype around this, fella. So What do you think? Do you think uh, Maurice Harris might actually uh, be, the, be the one of the guys other than Edelman?
3: He's got to be because they don't have much there. They've got Philip Dorsett. Uh, uh, of course, they, they had the other kid, uh, was it, uh, Jacoby Meyer, that uh, came out of nowhere and scored a couple times last night. But Brady wasn't throwing the ball. But, see, Tom Brady spreads it around. Edelman's going to get his, but there's no Gronk this year. And so, uh, you know, Maurice Harris, I think, is going to uh, earn one of those starting jobs there. I think he's a good shot at it. I think Philip Dorsey is going to see plenty of time in that. The reason why I mention that is because I grabbed both those guys in the pros versus Joe. So, in a best ball format here, I think that at least a couple of weeks of the year, one or both of these guys is going to make, uh, you know, uh, hey, uh, they're going to score, they're going to produce some numbers, and, uh, you know, that's, that's the type of thing. And when you get that kind of depth and if you get production from those types of guys late in your draft – Uh, You can win the whole thing. Um, What, about three years ago I did that when I drafted uh, not only uh, uh, um, was it Ty Ty Montgomery and uh and uh, the yes. other the other couple of guys that at, uh, at uh, for the for the for the Packers and uh you know Ty Montgomery over uh, you know was being used as a running back late in the in the season and uh you know he was actually starting because of the injuries and such and so I was getting a starting running back in numbers uh and he wasn't even playing the wide receiver, you know, and, and uh that, that helped me win that title that year. So uh usually I do like to pick a a, a very potent offense and then grab their three, four or five wide receivers late And, uh, you know, and then just you just kind of cross your fingers and hope.
0: Mike Nazarek uh, from FF Mastermind uh, joining us here on the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour tonight. Mike, looking back at this Pro this is Joe's draft. I have it in front of me right now. I don't know if you do, but did you have a favorite pick in this draft? When you look back on your roster, you look at your uh, performance after it was all said and done, did you have a pick like, oh, man, I'm really glad I got this guy at this spot, or does nobody stand out to you? What, what was your favorite pick in this draft if there was one?
3: Well, I said you've got to take risks to win in this because otherwise you're going to be working for the people that take the risks, okay? And so the risk pick for me clearly was Andrew Luck at, at seven, four. Uh, you know, I, I, lo- I took a look at where he was going. He was slowly sliding in the uh, in the ADP of the other uh, pros versus Joe's drafts, but I don't think he was going to make it back around to me. And the bottom line here is that he is a top two, top three talent. It's healthy. Of course, he's got the calf issue and all, but, you know, if that does uh, go away like they expect it to, then, you know, I got uh, that type of talent at, at that position in the draft. And that's a steal when compared to somebody like uh, Bull Patrick Mahomes in the third round. So, uh, you know, I, I'm 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 happy about that pick. I hope it pans out. Once again, fingers crossed. The calf, you know, doesn't become anything else. They say it's not going to be related to Achilles or whatever. Kevin Durant type situation. But uh, you know, if he gets back on the field and, and is there and is healthy in week one through week sixteen, then that's really going to help my team.
0: Totally agree. Looking back on uh, all your drafts, uh, Mike, so far this season, and looking forward to all the drafts that you will uh, select players in over the next coming month. Is there a player, number one, that you're staying away from in the first or maybe any early rounds that you know you're not going to have on any of your teams? And then on the other side of the coin, a mid-round flyer, a late-round flyer, a guy that you're going to try to draft everywhere that the fantasy community has clearly not caught up with yet.
3: Well, I just mentioned the guy that I'm going to probably, no, I wouldn't say avoid, but probably not going to have on my roster because he's just going too soon, and that's Patrick Mahomes. There's just uh, I've seen him go anywhere from late first to uh, maybe as late as early fourth. And even that may be a little bit too early because I'm just a, a guy that likes to wait for his quarterback talent because there's so many other positions that I think are more talent, uh, more, more important because there's such of a, a group of, of guys there that are just grouped together. Uh, I know that, you know, Mahomes was so far ahead of last year, but I think he's going to come back to the pack a little bit this year. It, it's just un, unreasonable to expect that he's going to do what he did last year, although he will have a good season if he stays healthy there. And as for a, a mid to ladder, ladder round guy, I've got John Brown on like uh, three or four of my uh, early. Expert league rosters, and in this roster here, where I got him in the 13th round, I think he's going to become the lead receiver for the Bills. Uh, you know, and, and I think Josh Allen's an emerging talent there. He's going to run less. He's going to throw more this year. And if uh, John Brown can stay healthy, uh, remember what he did early in the season last year with Joe Flacco in, in Baltimore, and I had him on, on my teams then, too. I've continued to like him. Uh, he just needs to kind of settle in and stay for the team and need to, uh, you know, get some stabilization to quarterback. And I think that's going to happen with, uh, with Josh Allen there in Buffalo, and I think he might end up having a pretty good career over the next two, three, four years if he can stay healthy.
0: Hey, Mike, uh, be, before we uh, – I know Dave has one last question for you, but before we get to it, um, you talked about Patrick Mahomes not being able to replicate what he did last year. At least you don't forecast that. Um, are you also downgrading Tyreek Hill or Travis Kelsey more than the rest of the fantasy community is, or do you still think that those guys are still going to get theirs? It's just going to be Mahomes that that, that that suffers in that offense.
3: Well – I think I mean obviously I've, I've got Kelsey number one. I don't have an issue there. I think he's going to get his uh, Ty, Tyreek Hill it just, we're all hoping, you know, that there's not going to be some TMZ video that comes out or something and ruins everything, you know, <laughs> uh, like it did with Ray Rice, black Ball for good, uh, you know, but uh, it, he's healthy now. Everything's good there, so I think he's going to have a good year, but, uh, you know, there are other, other other people on that team. They lost Chris Connolly. Uh, Sammy Watkins never seems to be able to stay healthy. Uh, and and it's just, had an inordinate amount of touchdown passes, what, 50 or so <laughs> from Patrick Mahomes last year. I just don't think that, that that's going to happen. I mean, I, I just don't he think he's going to have those four or five touchdown games where he had you know multiple ones game week after week after week we were scoring 35 times i mean it was it was just crazy i don't think it's sustainable in this league the defense is going to catch up a little bit to him i still got him ranked number one but it's it's not a huge gap like a lot of other people may have him
2: that is awesome stuff so all right so we we, uh Am I going to ask about the what we want to talk about FF Mastermind, or am I talking about the other thing? You
0: can talk about whatever you want, Dave. We already got. I, I,
2: I'd, I'd, I'm a subscriber to FF Mastermind. Yes, I'd you really are. Talk about how great the, the site is. And, it
0: is great. Go ahead.
2: So we'll, let me ask that question. Sure. So so tell anyway, just Mike, tell us about FF Mastermind. Tell us what you have going on. The site's great. I'm a I forgot that I think a super Bowl subscriber or whatever the hell whatever the cool name you have for it or something. <laughs> but uh, anyway, go ahead. Abla. <laughs> Okay.
3: Well, uh, you know, it's funny. We started this back in 1996 as a as a dream type thing when I first got on the internet in '95. Uh, just uh, I was looking around. I couldn't find anything on uh, about fantasy football. Uh, most of the information was coming from the USA Today in, in the paper, which is, is crazy. But uh, in the, now that, that's 24 years ago. So, you know, we just started uh, throwing out some information, some opinions and such, and developed a, a draft guide. And, uh, you know, it grows every summer to over 600 pages. And then we have uh, da- weekly newsletters with daily releases, and I do a podcast and such. And, you know, it, 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 it's be really become a my family because uh, so many subscribers have stuck with us, fortunately, through the year. I'm very lucky to be able to do this for a living full time. Uh, when uh, there's a lot of other sites that have kind of gone under or sold out or whatever. But, you know, I'm here for the long run. Uh, You know, I started when I was 30. Now I'm 53. Uh, You know, another 10 years, I might get to early retirement. I don't know what's going to happen there. But, you know, uh, we just uh, enjoy helping. I enjoy helping people out. Uh, You know, everybody knows that... uh, in order to be around for 24 years, I guess I know a little bit about what, what I'm doing and helping people and all, but subscribers can email me at any time, and if I'm, I'm on the computer, I'm going to instantly answer, you know, give them a, an opinion. Uh, you know, I'm not God, obviously, but, you know, the thing is, is that it is, it's an experienced opinion, and, you know, a lot of people do play this game very seriously. I take it seriously. It's my job, uh, you know, and uh, it's it's something that I just love to do, and I want to continue doing it for a long time. Um, before uh, we get to the end here for my for my segment, I did want to tell you uh, that I really enjoy playing the FFPC. But it, it's it's the family, the FFPC family that you have going on there. It's great for me to be kind of a part of it from an outsider standpoint, but also be able to play in the event, Dave. I, I, it kind of sucks that you can't play in your own event because you guys know what you're doing and you run <laughs> such a good event. And I'm, I'm very proud to have that represented on my site and such. And you know, I love to play in, in, in your uh, your events here. So uh, you know, just like last year, we offered a, offered I want to offer a discount. People are like, well, I might want to try Mastermind, but they're a little pricey or whatever. Well, you know, we're, we're not 10 bucks or 20 bucks or whatever. You want everything Super Bowl package, is almost 60 bucks. But for this year, you guys are this is your 12th year doing this, right?
0: That is I believe that's correct, Dave, right?
3: Twelve uh, year? Yeah. Twelve year? Yeah.
0: Twelve. Yes, sir.
3: Twelve years, okay. So I'm offering a twelve dollar discount code for the Super Bowl package. The code is ffpc C twelve. It's only for brand new subscribers at FFmastermind.com for the Super Bowl package. So that's gonna bring your cost down from fifty seven ninety five to forty five ninety five. Uh, you know, so you can try us out, and that's even cheaper than the Pro Bowl package, which means that you're getting the Pro Bowl at a cheaper price, and you're getting the Executive Draft Master, which is our drafting software to help people out in their league. So, you know, yeah. all I can say is that you know I appreciate everything you guys do. I want to give back to everyone, and uh, you know, bring some new people into the fold a little bit. And there's some, that's
2: my effort. That's awesome. That's really cool. Thanks, Mike. You know, it's it's just so uh, it's just so I, I I just feel like you're very authentic. You know, it's to not that we get a bunch of fakers and posers on here, other than, of course, the two hosts. Yeah, I was just going to uh, say us. That's, yeah, we're
0: the only posers. Yeah. We are
2: posers, and we've been posing at this for 400 episodes.
0: It's incredible. Well,
2: 250 for me, but 400 for <laughs> well. but, uh But, yeah, I mean, it's just great to have I mean, I just love their authenticity. I love the site. You know, I just love what you so I like We consider you to be a good friend, too, as well, so it's not just like you're a business associate. But, uh, you know, hanging out, having a Long Island iced tea for you and maybe a glass of wine for me at the party is always a good thing, right? That That is
1: great. Right, oh. Mike?
3: Oh, yes, fantastic. It's always a great time. I am so hyped about the, the big oh, the big game party, you know. I mean, it, it, cause it's, it's my opportunity also to see you guys and see everybody. And there's a lot of my subscribers that play in these leagues. So, you know, everyone's calling me up, hey, Mike, I'm going into town here. You're going to be forever at PC? Yeah, I'm going to meet. You know, when's your draft so we can meet? You know, I can't believe this. I'm I'm I'm, cool. I'm meeting people. At, at, it's like a big congregation of a lot of family and Fantasy football is a great game it's so addictive and all and it's brought so much you know joy to my life both personally and professionally and, uh, you know, I just want to give back and have a good time. And uh, I can't believe that, you know, it's like four weeks away from the, uh, the main event, the live event. Then, and, and just to see all the draft rooms with all the people, I mean, the big room with all the tables and everything, that's the that's re- reason why I got a thirteen because I wanted to do two live events instead of just one. So we're doing one online, and we're going to be down there Friday night, and I'm going to be down there Saturday morning and a draft online Saturday afternoon. And, uh, you know, we're really looking
2: forward uh, to hopefully uh, winning some money. Half a million bucks, baby. That's right. That's what we, don't should, we don't want you to win because then you might retire early, and then I mean, you shut the site down. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> Mike, Mike. if you let, like, <laughs> full disclosure here, if you win the half million bucks in the FFPC main event this year, are you going to shut FFMastermind.com down? Are you going to sell it? Are you going <laughs> to shut it down? What's the plan there?
3: Uh, probably not sell it. I don't know about shutting it down immediately, but probably uh, the 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 end game might be a little bit sooner than expected. <laughs> Let's just say that.
2: But, dude, if you win the half a million, is that the dumbest thing to shut it down if you have all these new subscribers? I'm the champion of the world, half a million And that's
0: when you sell it to minions or you have minions doing it. (laughs) So, listen, here's the thing. You go to Twitter right now. You follow Mike on Twitter at FFmastermind. You go to FFmastermind.com. You enter in the discount code FFPC12 to get $12 off the Super Bowl package. Sign up for the guy who may or may not be the 2019 $500,000 winner, and you can be one of the last subscribers to FFmastermind.com. We'll <laughs> yeah. see what happens the last there. One in. Yeah, the last one in. And uh, maybe, you'll, maybe you'll end up winning the half million over Mike this year. Anything's possible. It always is. Every time Mike joins us on the show, thank you so much, Mike. We really appreciate it. We will see you in Vegas at Planet Hollywood in just a few weeks, dude.
3: I can't wait, guys, and thank you very much for having me on again.
0: We, uh, the pleasure is all on uh, this side of the microphone. Mike Nazarek at FFmastermind, FFmastermind.com. Go on there right now. FFPC12 is the discount code for the Super Bowl package. It has been a Friday night party thus far. I want to keep this party going, Dave. Go ahead. Are we,
2: are we going to run a little bit late? We, we'll we, run a little bit late. we got this other guy coming The, out, the right? reason that we're going to run... We got someone else?
0: Yes, we do. The reason we're going to run a little bit late <laughs> is because I don't want to say he's the third... Uh, host of this show, maybe at one time.
2: You know what? Maybe he
0: still is. I think he still is the unofficial third co-host of this show. He is coming on right now, a longtime high-stakes <Salli>? player. No, 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 not Juman Sully. Oh. He is a longtime high-stakes player. He is the commissioner of the fantasy, or excuse me, of the Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship. You can follow him on Twitter at With KFFSC, the- anyway. and you can go to <laughs> KFFSC.com to register right now. Plenty of spots open in the main event. I shouldn't say plenty because they are dwindling. The, the time is, is ripe now to strike. But let's welcome in Farrell Elliott on oh, the broadcast. Nice. Hey, welcome in, man. How you doing this Friday night? I believe the main events are off, and you are one week away from Cincinnati, my friend.
1: The main event draft, uh, first draft last night, Cincinnati, a total sellout for August 18th. And once again, you guys have put me in an unwinnable position. I'm following the genuine mastermind, a genuine guy who's a mastermind uh, to the show. This is a very tough night for me. I mean, that's, that's, that's a tough, that's a tall order.
2: Well, plus, like I said, he's authentic. You are not. Yeah, authentic. There you go.
1: There you go. Right. The, uh,
0: the t- talent agent for the stars, Farrell uh, Elliott joining us. You know, Farrell, I should tell you this. Um, because of my commission duties with the uh, Football Guys Players Championship and the FFPC, it's getting harder yeah. and harder for me to make it out to Mile of Music each and every year uh, in, here in yeah. uh, beautiful, uh, Northeast Wisconsin and Appleton, Wisconsin. I will say that me and, uh, you not know, uh, you've met him uh, before, you've hung out with him briefly, but Troublemaker El Grande and I made it out to Mile of Music on Sunday night for the closeout night at SPATS, And I don't know how many of your acts were on stage, but literally it was like 85 to 90 percent of all the acts were on stage for the big closeout. And man, was it awesome. It was uh, it was certainly something I wish to do again next year. And I, I feel like I owe you a thank you for for putting acts like this that you represent not only in the Louisville stage, but on the national stage right here up in northeast Wisconsin. It was great, man.
1: 2020, baby, I'll be back there with you. And yeah, they had a they had a, a really a great closeout to the show. It's getting better every year. And your local guy there is Ian Thompson. What a great guy to to get it together. I think more fantasy football players should make that trip and spend more time with uh, Gersack, Bachman, uh, the real Leroy, because that's where the action is. Early Wisconsin, early uh, August, there in Wisconsin.
0: You know, we always talk about Tupac being the unofficial mascot of this show. He's sort of the unofficial mascot of Mile of Music as he was out there more than anybody I know this year checking out all the bands, in, including all of uh, the uh, Farrell Elliott acts up here as well, no question. So that was, uh, that's something I look forward to for 2020 as well. I want to talk a little bit about the KFFSC main event that has gone off, specifically about the, the, the draft that went off last night. With It was a star-studded affair and certainly some surprises that I saw in this event. Uh, The first one, Melvin Gordon falling to the 409. uh, Almost the end of the world. Boy, did he he ever fall. Yeah. Off off the cliff went Melvin Gordon. He did, and it was still like a, a, a woman who's a very talented drafter, and I, I guess I can, I can be public about this, but Kimmer Schlescher, who has won just a buttload of money playing fantasy football over the last half decade or decade plus, she was the one who took Melvin Gordon as her third running back at the, uh, at the 409. Is this what we're in for as we move closer to the start of the season if Melvin Gordon isn't signed? Could he tumble even uh, further?
1: You know, I guess he will. Uh, Fetch and Justin, my co-host on our podcast, had a bet that Ezekiel Elliott would tumble out of the first seven. Fetch had over seven. Justin had under. Justin will be uh, collecting that winning bet. But, you know, interestingly enough, Kimber put together a running back contingent of uh, Gurley, Gordon, and Elliott. So she's swinging for the fences, and if those guys get it together, boy, what a team she starts out with on August 8th.
2: So, Balky, uh, pretending that we were drafting with Cameron, it was a lot of events. Sure, event, yeah. Uh, what would she have said when – when Melvin Gordon came up, can you, can you do a camera? No, I cannot, Dave. You can't. You can. I would <laughs>
0: refuse to do a camera schlisher on this well, show.
2: Well, y'all, if you're gonna leave Melvin Gordon out there until four oh seven, I'm gonna have to take.
0: Dave, I couldn't have done it better than you just, <laughs> just did right there. Now, 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 here's the thing: had,
2: really had
0: Melvin, <laughs> had Melvin Gordon been been traded to the Saints previously, I think that would have oh, been number one pick.
1: Yeah, yeah. first pick yeah, of the draft. She also it, has a Breeze on that team. Um, uh, as well as the uh, as well as the uh, Saints tight end. So she she did good yeah, representation Kimmer- of her new Orleans Saints.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That no, that makes sense. Before Breeze was there, I bet the camera wasn't very good at fantasy because he kept drafting like crappy New Orleans quarterback. I wonder if that was the case. What do you think, Paul? <laughs> no,
0: I, no question. I, I I think you you hit the nail on the head there. Right. And, and uh, listen, I every time. I've drafted. I don't. I've, I think I've only been in like one or two leagues with Kimra out, out at the KFFSC over the years. But I always check out her drafts after you know a you know a main event. You know, time slot closes, and I've never seen her draft like an average team. It's always good. It yeah. doesn't matter how many good players are in her draft. She always drafts a really good team. They're a very nice team. Yeah. We're using
2: the big paybacks, and, yeah, we always enjoy drafting. Yeah. She's very fun to draft with. She's a very, you know, wonderful personality. And,
0: Phil, I should ask you this. I know Dave has a question for you real quick, but but you've added. You don't
2: have to, don't have to lead up to the question. No, 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 no I'm not leading up question. to your question. I'm leading up to my
0: question. There, there, there has been a, a Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship big payback number three this year. Is that sold out already, or are there still spots left with the, three, uh, the third big payback?
1: Uh, big favorite number three is a sellout, one of the quickest sellouts of any draft we've ever had. You know, it was created uh-huh. a little bit because of Andrew Howard. Howard hadn't been in touch with me, so I said, well, we better put a third one up there because we don't want to shut out Andrew Howard. And he was one of the last ones to get in it. And his question was, he says, are there any gentlemen from the north, Wisconsin? Are they playing in that big payback? And I said, yeah, they're going to they're gonna be there. Uh, Meyer's there. Dave's there. And uh, Howard moved all in with that information. So, uh, Andrew Howard. Well, he really shouldn't have won in the big payback last year. <laughs>
0: yeah. There you go. Now, uh, two chiming in in the chat. I'm in that big payback going to crush Kurt. You, you're in <laughs> it here first.
2: All I know is we're taking Cam Newton for the 18th <laughs> for a year. <laughs> yeah. and you know what's funny is
0: you draft Cam Newton every year. It's not like you have to like reach around to, yeah, to get him. It's like you, the 11th you get him in the same spot every single I guess I'll year. See Cam Newton the
2: like freaking 11-10. <laughs> no question. Um, All right, Farrell, I have a question for go you. Ahead, Dave. Thank you for, go ahead, Dave. for not treating me like yeah. I just started. No, you did. Damien Williams was another player who slipped to the 407. He got drafted before Melvin Gordon two picks earlier. Are you buying, Farrell? The Chiefs are really going to go RBBC like Andy Reid said. Because it seems like he's lying because he never goes to RBBC. What do you think, Damien Williams, or is he splitting time with Carlos Hyde?
1: I'm a big Damian Williams fan, Dave. And, you know, age and its vandals, uh, I believe, it compromised the Carlos Hyde ability to contribute. So I'm going to be with Damien Williams there. I think that's a good pick.
0: You, are you with Dave, Farrell, uh, uh, Dave, in the, in the mid fourth with Damien Williams there?
1: You know,
2: in the mid fourth, I think the risk is completely mitigated. I mean, really, he was going like the 10, 2, 11, 2, 12. But if he fall, I mean, granted, your drafts, Carol, are different because they're so receiver heavy. They're more like some of our lesser competitors. I, I don't want to hear that. But I yeah. love your format. Yeah. Um, anyway, so there's so many receivers that go early that running backs will fall. But Nevertheless, Damian Williams with a 407, I am buying, I'm buying that. In
0: the FFPC Classic Leagues over the last five days has an ADP of 303 right now. What about that spot if you're drafting in a tight end premium format, Dave? Could you get on board in the early third round with Damian Williams?
2: Um, I'm more likely, okay, so if I met, if it's the 303. That I play that, quick, would you rather? I would not be taking Damien Williams because I would have drafted a running back and I'd be popping off two receivers, but I don't mind Damian Williams yep. in a general sense. I would take on Johnson over him. That's the one running back. But he's been going down in the late second in some spots. Isn't
0: Jamie is now being drafted after on Johnson. I, okay. will, I will play, would you rather, with receivers here, two receivers. Jamie Williams or T.Y. Hilton? Uh, Hilton. Uh, Damian Williams
2: or Adam Thielen. I mean, just for, for my purpose. That, that's that's what here. I'm asking for. Right.
0: That's, that's fine. And, and the, re- the, the next receiver going goes a half round later than that. Uh, yeah. so, so I think we can eliminate that. All right, let's get into Patriots running backs here, Farrell, as we're joined with the commissioner of the Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship. If you want to jump into the main event or any of the other leagues going on, go to kffsc.com, see what's open there, and pop in, uh, no question, and Farrell will take care of that, and uh, you will get signed up and, and compete against uh, some of the best. Not only in the uh, uh, off of the Eastern Seaboard, but across the country and North America, really, quite frankly. Uh, Patriots running backs, which one do you want to have this year, Farrell? If you're drafting in the FFPC or another format, James White or Sony Michelle?
1: Well, you know, you, get, you have to love that James White situation, but every year he seems to get exactly what you want in touches and opportunities. It's it's a it's a situation really that. That I just might turn guys to the cheaper uh, to the cheaper choice and go Damian Harris.
2: Whoa, off the board!
0: That wasn't even a choice. You know what's funny about that? Totally agree. I am. I who? Okay, let me ask you this, Dave. And and well, we already know Farrell's opinion on this. But Dave, Damian Harris in FFPC Classic over so the last five days is going at the ten oh four. Sony Michelle over the that same period is going at the five oh seven. Who's the better value for you? Sony Michelle at the 507, Damian Harris at the 10 Oh four.
2: For leaving James White out of it. I'll take Sony Michelle. still.
0: So. I would, I would rather go Harris there at the 10th, the 10th round dude who's catching passes out of the backfield. Sony Michelle is playing on one and a half knees. My knees are total shit. I will tell you that right now. They're awful. And it's probably because I'm overturning, <laughs> but they're bad. And there's probably still better than Sony Ah,
2: Damian Harris is a rookie. Sony Michelle is not. Sony Michelle was counter on the playoffs. He had huge yards and I'm, you know, I actually like James White, but, uh, I would take Michelle and myself, but that's okay.
0: Roll damn tide, roll
2: <laughs> damn tide. <laughs> a, All right, that's enough not for the SEC. Let's get to the Big Ten here. And uh, former
0: Penn State receiver and Chris Godwin, who's been much ballyhooed, Dave. Uh, and and had a great State game tonight, owner. by the way. What did he do tonight? I didn't see. What were he the had, numbers?
2: Uh, I don't. I don't. Know about, he, he just looked really good. He had a couple catches. One was a touchdown. I was kind of caught at like the ten or twelve yard line, and then he. You know, kind of broke a tackle, some shoddy tackling, and scored a touchdown. So he had a nice night. A lot of shoddy tackling in the preseason, by the way. He was watching and tore it up tonight as well. And actually, uh, I will say that Rojo didn't look like complete crap, which is. which is. Oh, that's a feather in his cap. He honestly did about as well as he did all of the season so far. Did he catch any
0: passes tonight? He did. He saw, well,
2: the first play, his first uh, play was a catch. Look out. It was like here we go. He like a seven yard looked pretty good. Buckle up. I think Marvin looked all right, too.
0: We, um, we do have a question for Fail here, Dave, about. Um, you know, I know Bruce Aarons plans on airing it out. They still have Mike Evans, um, and a lot of people are drafting Chris Godwin on a, on a potential breakout. So my question, yes. Cheryl, here for you is if Evans does what he's been doing over the last few years, are drafters potentially overrating a Chris Godwin breakout?
1: No, guys, you can't overrate Chris uh, Chris Godwin. You know, last year the slot before Aarons, gets there last year. The slot position with uh, Humphreys, especially at, uh, doing well at the end of the year, 76 catches out of that position. Now you take this, you take this head coach. He moved Reggie Wayne to the slot and had pretty good results at Indianapolis. He moved uh, he moved Fitzgerald to the slot, and then for three years, Fitzgerald caught over 100 passes a season. A uh, government in the slot is a dream come true on a team that will probably throw the ball. Um, uh, probably in the top three uh, passing attempts uh, teams in all the football this year. I love this situation. I don't know if you can overdraft Godwin. He was drafted 36 last night, and I think he'll continue to move up a little.
0: Chris Godwin tonight, for reference's sake, as Dave Gerzak pointed out, two catches for 20 yards, including a touchdown on two targets. And just to bring up Ronald Jones, he did carry the ball four times for 18 yards with a long of eight yards. He also did catch a five-yard pass tonight as well. So uh, certainly I, I'm buying the, uh, the, the hype on Chris Godwin. Uh, the real Leroy and I took Chris Godwin, I believe, as our number two receiver in a Kentucky draft roughly about a month, month and a half ago, uh, somewhere around then. So we are planning on big things for him. Uh, moving on to uh, tight end Sparrow. After the big three are off the board, and you can answer this question via, uh, from an FFPC standpoint, from a KFFSC standpoint, but after Kittle... Kelsey, Ertz are all off the board. Do you have a favorite tight end in, in the draft to, to to select after that? Is it Engram? Is it Howard? Is it somebody else, or is it? Are, are you just waiting simply after the top three are off the board?
1: You know, I don't get to drafts here, and there's such values in tight ends here because double-digit rounds will get you. Uh, uh, they'll get you Rudolph. Uh, they'll get you. Uh, they'll get you Andrews. That's where I begin to agree with Dave and some of the things coming out of Baltimore. I like Andrews a little bit there, but in the FFPC draft, the the player I would love to have is Hunter Henry. Uh, I think, uh, I I think Howard gets just a little bit, uh, too much premium as do all the other tight ends. I expect Kittle to to have a drop off in his production. He'll still be very good, but he, he won't be what he was last year. Um, Hunter Henry, that's the guy I would target in the FFPC.
2: Oh, so Farrell, that that's great. I actually agree with you about Hunter Henry. I like him. The you like top, Hunter Henry, okay? I really do. Actually, like him. All great. right. Um, what do you think? What's your tone Um.
0: Well, I guess I. I. You know, it's weird. I like
2: be, Ingram's targets. A well, possibility. well, the, yes,
0: but the offense is bad, and I were I still worry about OJ Howard in that Arians offense. You know what I mean? Never throwing to a tight end before. For me, Dave. I, it's not a decision I plan on making because if I I'm, I am targeting in the top three tight ends, and if I don't hit on them, I'm waiting. And I'm grabbing a guy like Jared Cook. I'm grabbing a guy like Vance McDonald after that, that sort of second wave is off the board.
2: See, I, I mean, you know, I, Bogues, I, I yeah. kind of would really like – like to get one of those top six tight ends. Okay. Farrell, go ahead.
1: Yeah, I just – you know, we've seen what those guys are going to do. I think we've seen the best of what they're going to do. I'm a big Rudolph fan, but I know exactly what he's going to do. Um, it's it's a situation where Henry, especially if you take Gordon out of that backfield, we can assume maybe that Gordon's not going to be there. Uh, now we've we've got uh, a talent drain out of that backfield, and, and we've also lost the uh, one-receiver Um Uh, Williams that went up to the Raiders so I I think this is a player that that is be a a true target monster uh, for that Charger offense so I'm saying you need to look again at Hunter Henry buddy
2: all right I will
0: I will take that under advisement
1: (laughs) yes sir speaking of a target monster (laughs) this guy
2: used used to be a target monster and now he's moved from play scale three to play scale number one
0: play scale broken
2: yeah, Flake off the charts. It's Antonio Cryogenics Brown. He didn't go until the three oh seven last night and now he can't find his helmet. Uh what do you think well, about
1: helmet. What do you think
2: is going on with Antonio Brown and what would you take him or not? Uh
1: you know, guys, no, not at this time. Uh I, I believe, <laughs> you know, enough. he's, he's 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 not not until he gives some more information this is a very petulant response and i don't think anyone in uh anyone in the nfl has had a, a a tougher week than antonio brown and this is sort of like the straw the proverbial straw that broke the back but you know everybody's laughing about this helmet thing but helmets are are a real it's a very very important thing it's very serious piece of equipment and the way a receiver goes about doing his job. And, and I, I looked at a picture of it, and you can see immediately uh, the helmet he's using. He's, he's wearing that shut air advantage that's been a popular helmet for years. They just don't make it anymore. And if you talk to a receiver, you know, breaking in the helmet is the first thing, which usually takes two or three days. The same helmet, the, the, the equipment guy will tell you, he'll say, These are all the same helmet, but you'll put them on, and they all fit and feel different. But the problem is tracking the ball. These receivers, they get used to a feel of a helmet, and they don't want anything naturally moving on their forehead. They're distracted. They can't track the ball. That's what he's thinking about. And you take a piece of equipment away from a player that he's used to, it's a problem. And, you know, so I I think that's – I think it's a real thing and a very ridiculous reaction to it.
0: Yeah, the, the reaction that, that we've, uh, we've seen around the internet is people who are around the situation are blown away by the overreaction by Antonio Brown here, too. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, you know, I think, so, Farrell, you, you actually provide really uh, unique insight because you are a player agent and you've dealt with players. And so that, I actually really thought your answer was probably about as good as you could get right, from like, yeah. an insider perspective. Um, so let me ask you a couple of other two, two little questions. Uh, how does this, uh, how does this kind of news, so to speak, or just you know the overall, I guess vibe, um, you know, uh, John Hansen from Fancy Guru used to always do this Good Vibes Bad Vibes article. When I was a subscriber, I always liked it, and I'm afraid to give Antonio Brown bad vibes. How does it make you feel about Tyrell Williams? Is one question I have, and how do you think Mike Mayock feels after having made this trade? Oh yeah, kind of like a like, uh, dipshit. I, I think I knew you're, <laughs> I know you're like friends. I think you're friendly with him, so I, mean, I know you're not gonna badmouth him, but I mean. Yeah. If I were him, I'd be like, God, I feel like a total moron. Even though you're up a third and a fifth.
1: Well, it's, it's, I was thinking about that today. You know, Pittsburgh did not bury this player's reputation. They wanted, they wanted to keep the player alive, or somebody would make a deal uh, with them. And I, and I think you know, they've got a very sly smile on their face because they had to get this guy, they had to get this guy off the team, and you know, a, a distraction like this is is the last thing you want uh for your football team and it's it's uh, uh you, you would have thought that a new start would would have brought this guy together and he made a silly mistake there's lots of guys that have made a mistake uh with this machine before um but not to this effect they forget to cover some of their body or some of the guys go in without a they go in without gloves, and so their hands get real stingy when they, when they're in in this equipment. And it's a real,
2: you, put, you know, there's nothing you put the booties for the body on, right.
1: to deal with this. This, this is not natural for the body. First of all, all these players ought to be sitting in an ice tub. Then we won't even be having this conversation, you know, because that, that would be a natural yeah, tool for the, booties to the on. body. There you go. <laughs> you know, do, do something right. And, uh, you know, but yeah, it, it's... <laughs> Lack of focus is, is what it comes down to. Nobody, you know, nobody's focused on doing the job absolutely correctly. He's not the only player that makes mistakes with this machine, but it is a problem for him. And, and yeah, so you're exactly right. Mack is probably shaking his head. Everybody in the, in the organization is shaking their head. But, you know, receivers uh, are, you know, they're the most high-maintenance players on the football team. They're They're generally the most superstitious players. Well, on the football team, worse than <laughs> worse than I am playing craps, Dave, and that's bad, you know. So you you are you, got, are you serious? You've got high maintenance You'll people to deal with here. <laughs> <laughs> you've yeah, no, you got a high maintenance
0: situation. Farrell uh, uh, <laughs> is the commissioner of the Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship, get in on that at kffsc.com. Check that out. And uh, I don't know if you guys have, have seen this at all, but there's a great article as long as we're talking about, re- um, you know, ice tubs and everything like that. ESPN.com within the last couple of days had a great article on the brutal training camp that uh, head coach Tom Coughlin employed on the 1995 Jacksonville Jaguars right uh, well, about 45 minutes to the uh, north. West of us here in, uh, in northeast Wisconsin at the University of Wisconsin, Stevens Point, as the Jaguars were part of the Cheese League back in 1995. Great article on what they went through. Under Tom Coughlin in 1995 on ESPN.com, check that out, Farrell. I know you'll enjoy it. Dave, I know you'll enjoy it. We talk about receivers. Oh,
2: you want
0: me the link thanks. I will. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That no problem. Uh, Phil, we just talked about receivers being the, uh, the the most high maintenance positions in the NFL, but in fantasy, and I would say in Kentucky, they've been pretty high maintenance as well, as as they always go off the board early. Uh, the re, there's always a, a, a race to get the the uh, required uh, receivers on your Kentucky main event or anything. But I look at the main event here that took place last night. Only, uh, well, we had 11 running backs off the board in the first two rounds, uh, which is higher than what we've seen in the last few years in the, in the main event by and large. Uh, I'm curious, do you think we're going to see receivers slip again, more in the main event drafts, more in the Kentucky drafts this season, because they certainly didn't go as high and as, and as in large numbers as they have the previous few years as they did last night.
1: Scarcity of the situation. The three guys that Kimra have, Elliot, Gordon, and Gurley, the question marks of these ball players, is, you know, create much more demand for these running backs at the, at the start of the draft. And there's just there's just not a lot of every down running backs uh, uh, available, as you guys well know. So, it, logic would say. That uh, people would want to load up with uh, wide receivers early in our league, but even the rules requiring three wide receivers uh, won't keep those elite running backs off the board early.
2: That's a good point. That's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. I take them. There's
1: only so so many. Yeah.
2: And, 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 you know, I mean, I
0: think, you know, as much as we like the to talk about, well, you know, you gotta get receivers to to uh, to win Kentucky. That's not necessarily true. You know, I've I've built some pretty good teams with a running back dominant team. I've built some pretty good teams with, with drafting a pretty good
2: team. We don't want a pretty
0: good team. Well you want a dominant team, you're right. Listen, I can't draft a dominant team no matter what the, the, the scoring <laughs> and the, the lineup is. So you know, I draft are <laughs> a, pretty a good hell of a draft for
1: Balky. This, but... You know you are. You, know.
0: you are too kind, my friend, and uh, a little bit misguided, but I appreciate that. No question. <laughs> Dave, you have one last question for Farrell before we let him go.
2: Uh, yeah, I have one last question. Well, just, let me just. By the way, we should throw this uh, point in that don't don't forget before the Raiders uh, want you to forget that they traded for Antonio Brown and gave up a third round pick. The year before, they gave away a third round pick from Martavis Bryant. So. Mm, yeah, good so, point. Yeah, we'll yep, yep. the same, sure do. same, same stupidity. I mean, even right now, I mean, at least Bryant, you got to feel. A little bit better. By the way, James, did we talk about James Washington at all? James we did not. Yeah, I James you... Washington crushed it in preseason. night. four for like eighty something and a touchdown. He had one where he, you know, he could have caught two touchdowns. Had a great game. Moncrief, I don't think we've been talking about Washington versus Moncrief. Yeah,
0: Washington officially tonight four catches, eighty four yards, a touchdown, and on five targets he had a long of forty three tonight. He looked,
2: he looked truly. He looked really, really, really good and. Uh, I did not. I don't know if Mockery played. I don't. I, didn't I, see I, don't, I don't see him. In the, I
0: don't see him in the box score as well. Uh, Deontay Johnson, I think, was the other competitor for the number three spot or potentially the number two, two yeah. spot. Uh, I don't see him in the box score at all with Pittsburgh tonight. Uh, so that that is where we stand on the uh, Pittsburgh receivers tonight. So, Benny so. Snell, by the way, a couple of catches for 25 yards tonight. We're a little bit worried. Well, I mean, so you were two for 25. On three targets, a long of 20, he also had 13 carries for 26 yards. But whatever, who cares? You know, he got 13 uh, uh, carries. (laughs)
2: Here's a pro tip tip I will give people. Sometimes it's not not only important to see what people did and what players did in week one of preseason, it's important to see who didn't play. So if James Conner didn't play, which he didn't. He did not. That's actually a really big, good, huge sign for James Conner, right? Versus Jalen Samuels, who did play. So, I mean, you can see the Jeff, definitely the Jalen Samuels is behind Connor because he didn't play at all. What do you think about that girl?
1: That's exactly – you are spot on, Dave Gerzak. You've got it right where you need to be. And, we, you know, week uh, – the, the third uh, preseason game when we're here at the main event in Louisville, um, th- that's when uh, Connor will get his play and then they will shut him down and have him ready for week one.
2: All right. This is so exciting. If someone wants to check out the Kentucky Fantasy Football – State championship this year. Uh, what do you suggest they do? By the way, I really as much as I know you offer online leagues, but God man, you gotta play live. The smoke and rye is so great. Yeah, uh, we were just talking Finian, about that today. Finian steakhouse is so great. Uh, the casino the, spread, is, the casino is great. The spread
0: for yeah. Saturday and Sunday morning is awesome. Farrell always Farrell rolls. To,
2: rolls yeah. that's, a, that's on top of that's right. on top of what.
0: And, and there's a great uh, spread that yes. Farrell rolls out for, for 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 food for. Food is
2: great. Oh my yeah, god,
0: yeah, the yeah. Sunday morning, like I'm telling you, that's the perfect hangover helper.
2: The bartender <laughs> with the tattoos. Oh, is hangover awesome. helpers right.
1: for Sunday morning, Dave. Your Sunday morning big payback league, which you know we've had a little problem about no. When that starts, we're still going with 10 a.m., but you know it, it's probably what? a soft start, probably 10:15. But I wanted to tell you that I have arranged <laughs> a uh, a bloody berry bar for you and breakfast service in the room for the uh, Sunday morning breakfast oh, there, and that's in. Uh, you can't. That's I'm going
2: to
1: hang, hang <laughs> so I have
2: hip arthritis. You know what osteoarthritis is of the hip. I know how far the walk is, even with the little. Listen. The little. Uh, hey sidewalks that
0: move Dave, this is my pledge to you.
2: Dave, I, this is
0: my pledge to you. I'm going to find a wheelchair. I'm going to put you in it. <laughs> I'm going to bring you right up to that graph And then I'm going to sip Bloody Mary's for the next couple hours Dude, and, I don't, and enjoy I don't, that. I don't want to be
2: sitting in the old person cart unless I'm being funny. You know, and I, this is actually like You can be real. funny. This is, like, this is getting real now. I'm, right. I'm in the old person car. Um, but, but. Oh, all, okay, so now, okay, Farrell. Well,
0: hold on, hold on. Before we get to the KFFSC, yeah. Farrell, just uh, update everybody. Um, this is now a Caesar's property going forward. Are we? It just
2: uh, got bought by Eldorado Resorts. Are, so. are
0: are people who play in the KFFSC this year? And I know that's not affiliated with KFFSC, but if they do draft live, they're hanging out at, at the uh, the horseshoe there. Are they going to be able to place bets live uh, there this year on on the NFL games and other events?
1: Only if they stay until September six. So they're going to have to book oh. an extra <laughs> ten days after the event concludes. But you know, we are talking about. We are talking about a uh, Super Bowl party for anyone that would love to come here and enjoy the uh, temperate January weathers that we have in Kentucky. Uh, we are talking about a January uh, February Super Bowl party weekend, uh, in conjunction uh, uh, with the horseshoe and doing some drafting. But yeah, guys, it's the best way to get involved. Kffsc dot com. Uh, go on there and, and pick out your teams. It'll look familiar to you, and you won't have any trouble finding somewhat something, either online or live to play. I promise, uh, drafters, especially those that play in the FFPC, which is most everyone who's listening tonight. You know we've got some of the. Best drafters in fantasy football, are champion Mueller's coming back, Chad Schroeder's there, Dave drafters. and Balky are back, they're, they're uh, McCord, James Adams, uh, our, our own uh, Trevor Holt, uh, who's done very, very well in Las Vegas. Uh, we will get you ready. If you are serious about playing in the FFPC, there's not a better time you'll have and not better preparation for you to go win and take a run at that half million dollars. You're going to make fifteen thousand dollars if you win in Kentucky, and that's a far cry from half a million. But we'll make sure that when you're here, uh, you're going to have a blast. And, and you know, if you're not having a good time, we've got uh, we've got Doc Hakey on staff, a great emergency room doctor will send you over to him and, and he can figure out what the hell's wrong with you. But we're going uh, to have a great time and we would love you to be here, you know, so just come on.
2: Two, two quick points. You've doubled your grand prize from 7500 to 15000 right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That is amazing. That's fantastic. And secondly, when you, to, when you go to register for teams, you unlike the FFPC, we always require you, you know, because we are, you know, we just want the money. But you know, no, I, I think that's a yeah. prognosticator. <laughs> <For, for laughs> you well, know, we need the money up front. It's a, it's a, little, more, it's a little more gentlemanly in Kentucky. Right. Where you yeah. can just register, and there's no money involved until Farrell contact. You So you, you register, you don't have to get your credit card. You can actually just register, and then he will take you contact you later. So, just in case you're wondering about yes. that, that is uh, that is.
1: You register for two teams, and I'll call you up and sell you two more. And that's what that's what the whole thing is predicated on. But but we also want to welcome right. you to the league and let you understand the opportunities that that you have. And it's uh, yeah, you know, for three hundred dollars a league, we have a lot of guys that show up on Friday night and don't leave the draft room except to sleep. Uh, until they uh, catch a plane or jump in the car and hit home on Sunday night. So it's been a great experience. This being our 17th year, we're trying to make it a little better uh, every year. And then I guarantee you that uh, it'll be a better thing if, if we have more new players in the room and you'll like the people that are in the room. You can come and take your shot at beating camera. Always a good thing.
0: <laughs> exactly, yes. Uh, a challenge I have struck out on numerous times.
1: Uh, Kidding aside, Dave
0: and I will will tell you that that this is uh, one of the biggest highlights of the drafting season for us. We always have a great time, not just with the drafting, but seeing all these familiar faces, hanging out with these guys, talking fantasy football with them, meeting new people, which I think is underrated. I meet new people every single year. Love hanging out with them. It is a great time. We're there Friday afternoon all the way through Sunday afternoon uh the gambling the the drafting the eating the drinking it's it's such a great time kffsc.com is where to go plenty of stuff not only in person but online at kffsc.com they so uh so awesome to uh have you join us again tonight we will talk to you again real soon we'll talk to you again in person in 2 weeks my friend
1: i can't wait guys thank you for having me and we'll see you soon Sounds good. Farrell
0: Elliott, follow him on Twitter at KFFSC. Uh, You can go on KFFSC.com, sign up for those events. We will be drafting live in Louisville. The live drafts in Cincinnati, as Farrell already pointed out, already sold out. You can get in on the online on that as well. Uh, Great stuff from Farrell. Great stuff from Mike Nazarek. Uh, tonight, couple of we we rarely have two guests on, Dave. Uh, I, I
2: always should because otherwise then we're not talking, you know, to each other. Oh, you yeah. think
0: that we we talk uh, to each other too much on this show?
2: Not really. I actually, I think a lot of the times. Uh, I think we have two really good guests like this. It's always great. It's great, but it's uh, it's not always the case.
0: Well, and I want to
2: I love all of our guests.
0: Yes, I know. <laughs> you are very clear on that. I want to thank both those guests, Mike Nazarick. FFmastermind.com. Follow him on Twitter at FFmastermind. Remember, go to FFmastermind.com right now. Use the discount code FFPC12, and you will get $12 off that Super Bowl package. It is a great content website, a guy that has been around for 30-plus years. He knows what he's doing. He's won a ton in the ffpc Sign up there, and you will not regret it. Farrell Elliott, if you want to draft in the Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship? KFFSC.com. Everything that's open is posted there right now. You can register on that. I want to thank Dave Gerzak, the FFPC, uh, Rob Bryce, and of course each and every one of you for listening in here on this uh, early to mid-August uh, show that we have in 2019. We are going to be back 10:9 Central next Friday. Dave, you want to guess who our guest is?
2: Um.
0: It is defending KFFSC main event champ, one half of the duo that won it, be, okay. da- Danny Mueller. Yeah, da- No, not Danny Amandola. <laughs> Danny Mueller. <laughs> they will get Danny Amandola yes. on. I was hoping we'd get Amandola. Danny, Amendola, uh, Danny Mueller will be on the show next week. Uh, your weekend of This has been another episode now. of the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com. No? That was broadcast <laughs> live and heard around the world. Eric and Dave will be back next week with more analysis, interviews, and advice from a guest much smarter than they are. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk with you again next week.
1: We're on the Seam Explore, even more so if we on tour. Me and E explore the country, wondering about the evening before. Trying to explain where the time went. While well, other rappers find a studio to grind in?
0: All right, so a couple of things to point out here. Number one, if you want to get in on the dynasty, the best ball, the classic, the Terminator drafts, the victory points drafts, myffpc.com right, is where to go for that. I'm just going to say that. Now, number two, uh, technically, now the way that they have this structure between Jeremy Roach and Danny Mueller, Danny mostly does the best balls. Jeremy does the 20 round managed drafts. Jeremy Roach does at BlitzDominion on Twitter. Um, which I believe this was his team that won Kentucky last year. He he and Danny split all these teams, but I believe it was his team that won it. However, Jeremy has a work thing next week, and he didn't say no technically, but he said it's probably not looking good for him to come on the show next week, but Danny for sure will be on. Now, that's not to say we won't get Jeremy too, but Danny will for sure be on the show next week. Um, In Jeremy's uh, honor, I have finished off the last of the White Claws here at the studio tonight as I enjoyed – a Raspberry White Claw, which was delicious, enjoyable, and got me through this show. And Jeremy Roach, I know, is a big fan of the claw. No flaws with the claw, no question. So that is who I want to dedicate this show tonight. And uh, next week, I don't know what I'm going to be drinking because there's no White Claws left. But that is the situation. That is what is going on. Thank you so much for listening. And we're going to talk to you as well as Danny Mueller next week. Dave, it's going to be a great show. It is our last studio show prior to the start of the 2019 FFPC season. Nice. Yes, we can't wait. And we will, uh, we will be with you next week. Thanks so much for listening. Sign up for that 1230 draft. I'm commissioning. I'd love to see you in it. Thanks for listening, everybody. Talk to you next week.